0: Welcome to Up All Night and Are You Afraid the Dark Podcast. My name is Cortland and with me today is the board game playing, fortune cooking, eating, computer destroying, child shrinking, pineapple soda drinking, snake and wolf transforming, newborn recruiting, Macbeth performing, sister erasing, raven blood drinking, secret note leaving, devourer of souls, Brandon. How you doing, Brandon?
1: I'm alright, thanks.
0: Eh, you're welcome. Did you like your little sixth season list of things? Well,
1: pineapple soda is gross,
0: but... Everything else is all
1: all right.
0: It's it's pineapple cider, okay? Pineapple cider. Warm. Hot. Straight out the oven. Gross. Yeah, I know. not gonna lie. Like, I'd take a sip of it just to try it, but, you know. Oh, well, of course I'd try it. (laughs) It's world famous. So how are you doing today, Brandon? I'm doing well.
1: That's wonderful. Yeah. Super hot over there, I take it, right? Uh, yeah, it's like over 100 every day now. That's awesome. Everybody loves the spider pictures you've been sending me, so, you know, if you find any more, (sighs) send them my way. You know, like, it's not all the time that I see giant spiders everywhere, like you would imagine. Sure, yeah. But, lately, I've kind of been seeing giant spiders everywhere. It's pretty rad. I mean, in a horrible sense, like, an out-of-body experience, where I don't have to experience it, but I get to see it. But, you know what? The spiders, I don't mind. But I walk to work... And I walk through like three spider webs every single day of my life. Hmm, that's alarming. Yeah, that's uh way worse than. There's also giant spiders you know, attached. Seeing a spider, to like those. who cares? Fuck you. That's the thing. Is it always feel? It's like Russian roulette. Like, am I walking through the part of the web that the spider is just chilling at? Yeah. I mean, so so far so good, but it just sucks. Have
0: you ever been walking to work and you just see, like, a child trapped in the web? Like, help
1: me! (laughs) No. I walk to work pretty early, so if they're in that web, they've been there for a while. Okay, okay. (laughs) It's like a badge situation where it's just skeletons everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, their parents clearly didn't care enough about them to, you know, check, see where they are. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: Oh, man. Well, Brandon... We have a we have a big episode to get through today. We have already yeah. somehow completed season six, and Whew. now we have to talk about it, uh, all of it again.
1: We have to.
0: We ha- the people are like, ugh, these boring informative episodes. Let's get to the one where they just talk about it for again.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not allowed to sleep until I talk about these episodes I've talked about.
0: We have some questions to answer first before we get into season six. We got mm-hmm. some questions. We've been asking people for their questions for, like, ever. You know, we just keep bugging them. We say, hey, give us your questions. We want to answer them. And some people gave us some questions. Do you want to answer them?
1: Yeah, if they're good questions, if they're trash, no thanks. Well, your mileage may vary. That's what people say, right? Some people, yes. I'm just kidding. We appreciate all of your, your questions. I say your kilometers may vary. Ah, <laughs> good one. No, I'm just kidding. Kilometer we appreciate age? everybody's is that questions.
0: Is Yeah, it is now. All right, so I didn't... um. I didn't put these in any specific order, so we're just gonna, like, we're just gonna go with it, okay? Our first question is from Brett. What are your thoughts on Tucker leading the Midnight Society after watching Season 6?
1: Well, (laughs) I have a feeling we'll get into that a bit later, but I'll just say at the top right here that Tucker 4.0, is that where we're at now? It's like 4 or 5. I don't remember what software upgrade he's gotten. All right. Tucker... Next Gen Tucker is an improvement. Agreed. I like him a lot more this season than, you know, Gary was just keeping him down. Yeah, exactly. He didn't want his yep. brother to ascend to the throne. Mm-hmm. Until he did, yeah. Yeah, when he stabbed Gary in the back. Yeah, he stole took his, his glasses. Characters.
0: <laughs> Again, took his ankh so he couldn't revive.
1: <laughs> oh, man.
0: Yeah, I yeah, like Tucker's Gary. Right. I mean, <laughs> fuck. I like Tucker. Tucker's pretty alright this season. Brett also asks if you could picture any season 6 tale being told in season 1 how would they be different? It's a fabulous Hmm. question Brett. That is. I have one idea that instantly comes to mind which is the tale of Oblivion being told by Gary of course. Yeah. And uh, definitely in the end they'd
1: all be stuck in uh, infinity nothingness forever. (laughs) I mean Oblivion is a Gary story gruesome gourmets is a frank story yeah uh jake the snake is a betty ann story (laughs) you think so yes because jake the snake is just uh sorcerer's apprentice it's like sorcerer's apprentice meets chameleons (laughs) yeah walking shadow is a total sam i mean a total Kristen. Kristen. uh same thing right (laughs) exactly
0: See, I could see Kristen walking in there with her Macbeth get up and she's being like, Oh damn you spot
1: oh <laughs> you know God, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she would have just found I just found this old thing. And then her dog's like Roo, she's like shut up, you're not in this story. <laughs> Sorry, mom said I had to take <laughs> Elvis out, Teddy. He's like your Tucker. I just have <laughs> to bring him <laughs> They can go play in the corner. <laughs>
0: Oh, you know, we had Troy on here for the Tale of the Door Unlocked, and he mm-hmm. is always asking us questions, which are always fantastic. Are you ready for Troy's he just questions? Stop. Yes. Troy wants to know what would it have been like if Mr. Pym and Mr. Collins were played by Gotham Badge?
1: <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> that episode would Could have been Could you imagine that pairing? So good. They would be paired together. They'd be all like, "Shut the wind, set the wind. <laughs> and Goth would be like, how dare you? <laughs> They'd be what so cute. What say you,
1: Mr. Goth?
0: <laughs> uh, the ele- the episode would have been elevated to like a 22 out of, a, out of 10. Or Your pitiful
1: like human breaking and entering has no effect on me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, they would have had a swimming pool, so that would have been pretty great. <laughs> Their decor would have been gorgeous. They would have had a swimming pool and a swamp. Perfect combination. Best of both worlds. I would honestly, I just want to see Goth back, so I would be okay. I would sacrifice any character for Goth. I'd be like, Maggie, she's Goth now.
1: (laughs) I would love to see Goth as the protagonist of an episode.
0: (sighs) It would be be such a long episode because he's such a slow talker.
1: (laughs) He is, but that's, that's part of his charm.
0: That's the Goth touch. Troy also wants to know what are some things you two hope will happen in the final
1: season? Hmm. We better get a fucking zombie episode, Troy. Oh, we're not gonna get a zombie episode. I've given up hope. It's not happening. I want a classic zombie episode. We'll get we'll get thirteen vampire episodes in a row before we get a single zombie <laughs> one. We'll get the stinky ghost, the sneezy ghost. We'll get the space. We'll ghost. get the whole <laughs> Get the whole family, but we're not gonna get a goddamn zombie <laughs>
0: every <laughs> every dwarf is a ghost <laughs> um i th- i i' assuming that you mean like what we want to see from the midnight society maybe and in that regard, I don't know, there's not really any relationships brewing, maybe Tucker and Megan a little bit i
1: think I think that's what they're trying to build,
0: yeah, I'd be fine with that. um I hope to see vange grow up. As long as all of the Midnight Society members stay in season seven, so could be a whole I mean, new cast.
1: <laughs> Quinn can pull an Eric, and I wouldn't cry. Rest in peace, Eric. He's with Grandpa now. Rest in peace, Eric Grandpa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Neural on Instagram wants to know why we chose "Are You Afraid of the Dark" and not another Nick show. And Brandon, step aside. I'll take this one. Oh, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> I wanted Brandon to watch a show with me, and I wanted it to be Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because I wanted to watch it again. And uh, I said, hey, Brandon, want to do a podcast about it? And he said, no. And I said, do you want to do a podcast about it? And he said, yeah. So that's how it happened.
1: The way I remember it is you said, hey, do you want to do a podcast? And I was like, no. And then you were like, "Uh, are you sure? And I was like, all right. And then we were like, what should we do a podcast about? I don't know. And then you pretended like you didn't know what you wanted to do a podcast about, but you (laughs) always wanted it to be about Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. And you just humored my ideas.
0: Yep, yep, yep. That's true. You were were all like, let's do a super serious podcast with deep dives into incredible sports and stuff. And I was like, (sighs) eh.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like me. (laughs) Like
0: we like sports. (laughs) Have we ever talked about sports on this podcast? I think we talked about rugby like (sighs)
1: once. Uh, maybe, maybe like talking about the 600. Oh yeah, the 600.
0: Yeah, you came to me and you were like, let's do a podcast about uh, our favorite uh, locally sourced IPAs and other such beers. And I was like, hmm, no. How Are you afraid of the
1: dark? Yeah, I think we settled on Are You Afraid of the Dark pretty quickly. But it was the name that took the brainstorming. Yeah. Do you remember any of the potential names we had? Oh, I don't. I have the list on my laptop, but my laptop's over banished in the
0: corner. So, all right, Maybe I don't remember.
1: Be a little Easter egg for the final.
0: Yeah, it was like casting in the dark. I don't remember. It was
1: stupid. Yeah, a lot of puns.
0: Yeah, well, you got to have a pun for when you're doing a podcast. So, you know, a little tip for podcast creators if you're thinking of a name for a podcast, puns are always the best.
1: Or you yes. could do what we did, something that's just completely unrelated to the topic. <laughs> yeah, something that doesn't give anyone any kind of clue what the podcast is about.
0: Yeah, boom. Neural also wants to know, is it difficult to do the podcast with the time difference? The answer is yes. yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's 6.25 in the morning right here. We've been recording for about 16 minutes. What time is it over there, Brandon? It is
1: 10.25 at night.
0: Yep, same day, uh, way different time. And you know what? Mm-hmm. We make We're it both
1: work. tired, though. That's that's what binds us.
0: Yeah, it's like we've been up all night, you guys. That's why you say title job, Brandon. Remember? You say that in, like, every episode. That is my title draw. Nero also wants to know how did we meet? Has anybody asked this question yet? No, never
1: in our lives.
0: All right, I think we should each do a rendition of how we met. <clears throat> I'll start. First, <sighs> okay. it was sixth grade, 2000. And Two thousand? It was two thousand. <laughs> two thousand, yeah, two, uh, yeah. Because nine eleven hadn't happened yet. That was the next year. No,
1: that was the next year.
0: So it was, uh, you know, probably like October ish, and uh, Brandon's brother was friends with my brother, so you know we had that link, and we were in a new school, new people all around us, and uh, I, I don't remember if I came up to him. I think I came up to you, and we talked about Mega Man X, I believe. Yeah, And then you asked me if I had clowns under my bed, and then we were best friends after that. My recollection is a little bit different. Good. It's probably more correct. You know how (laughs) I don't care about those parts of my life that I'm like,
1: eh, whatever. The clowns under the bed thing actually happened on day one of school. Yeah, you're right. Because I wore a shirt from my older brother Mm -hmm. that had a clown under a bed, and it was like a horror-themed shirt. I specifically do remember that shirt, yeah. Yes. I wore that first day of school. I thought it was cool, but I think somebody on the bus or something made fun of it, so I was really self-conscious about it. What a motherfucker. That shirt was awesome. So I said, I'm going to own this, and I went around school asking people if they had clowns under their bed, because that was my way to own my feelings of insecurity. Oh, I
0: love that! You remember my Resident Evil Three shirt?
1: I get you. Yes, and I was gonna say that's what I remember you were wearing, <laughs> like the first the first time I talked to you. Oh, maybe I did wear that the first day. I
0: loved that shirt.
1: What happened to your clown shirt? May I ask? I don't know. Wasn't my brother anyone. took it back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's how we met, and uh, we talked about what did? How did we even like get together? It was Mega Man for sure. I don't know.
1: We were just like, hey, we both like video games. Let's yeah. uh, talk about video games.
0: The logical thing to do is just to be friends. And that's yeah, that's how it happened. Yep. Charlie08K wants to know, Brandon, why do you live in Australia?
1: Because I just love heat and spiders. Heat and spiders. Pretty great. The short story is I met a woman. She lived in Australia. And I moved here to be with her. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the true. short version. That's true. Yeah. How long have you been there? Uh... I mean, I've been here permanently for a little over three years. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was thought. traveling back and forth for two or three years before that. Yeah, it felt like forever.
0: You were there for like six months, and then you come back for a couple of months, and then you go back. Yep. I remember the last time that we actually physically hung out, I think, was when I showed you Super Mario Odyssey, right? Um,
1: We saw It Chapter 1. So whenever mm-hmm. that came out,
0: yeah, we vowed to see it chapter two, and then you whisked yourself away to, uh, <laughs> then you whisked yourself away to Australia forever, and that's okay. I hear we didn't miss out on much. So we have another question from Everyday is Halloween. She wants to know: Do you think season six had the same appeal as one through five for the Midnight Society and Ep- Midnight Society and episodes? And if not, why do you think that is?
1: Well, speaking for me, uh, I think. The stories themselves are as good, or in some cases better, than the previous seasons. That's blasphemy. This season has some low lows and some high highs. You could say that about any season. There's no noticeable drop in quality. Yeah. The Midnight Society, they're fine. I miss certain characters, but these new kids are alright. I think I
0: feel almost exactly the same. Um, I wish that they wouldn't have used so much CG. If they would have used practical effects, I think people would have like been like, these episodes are,
1: you know mm, that so good. Now that you mention it, is the big drop from the previous seasons. For some reason, the special effects are just they're bad in yeah. this season. Yeah.
0: But I think that if the special effects had been practical for the most part, um nobody would be like Well, you know, people would still be like, oh, season 67 are stupid, but I don't think it would be as as bad. I don't know. My opinion is that season six is great, and I don't see a noticeable dip in quality like other people claim to see. Um, Just because The Midnight Society is different doesn't mean the stories are going to be different. And when we talked to DJ McHale about this, he said the same thing. So, boom.
1: Yeah. Just more Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. If you liked it before, you like it now.
0: I thought we were going to go into this being like, oh no, where's Betty Ann, you know, where's the good stories, but I've been pleasantly surprised at season six, and I hope that I'm pleasantly surprised for season seven as well.
1: Where is Betty Ann, though? I want to know where she is, how she's doing. I do too.
0: Maybe we'll find out in season seven.
1: Maybe, but don't get my hopes up like that. I won't.
0: All right, we have one more question, and it's from Kim, Kim wants to know, she sent me a very lengthy message on Instagram, so allow me to read it. Okay. So imagine, if you will, you are working on the set of Are You Afraid of the Dark? You get the script for the worst episode of the season, <laughs> misfortune <Okay>. Cookie, <laughs> <laughs> and you have to do whatever you can to make it better. Your brilliant idea is to get the top of the line, A-list, all-star cast. Who do you sign for each of the main roles? Money is no object, just book the actors. And no, you can't use your endless money to rewrite the script or trash the episode altogether. Oh, man. Uh, imagine if I will. <laughs> Can I? I'm gonna do one. Let me. Let me. Let me do the first one. Okay. Cindy Lauper as Teresa. <laughs> Ooh. Boom. Yep. Can you imagine that? She's like time after time when she's got her big
1: old purple hair. <laughs> her in 1999. Like how old is she at this point? She's like, oh man, I just failed my high school test. <laughs> She,
0: Cindy Lauper looks exactly the same as she did in 1980-whatever-she-made, fucking time after time, Mm -hmm. and she's still a fantastic singer, and I love her, okay?
1: Well, look, you're not going to hear me say a bad word about Cindy. No, she's amazing. Who would play David? Who could Uh... play David? It would have to be somebody who has more than one emotion. So, I don't know. hear me out here, Brandon. I don't want to make another
0: suggestion, but I'm gonna. I think that David... We can still have him be, like, that, like, unacting swine of a human.
1: Boring plank of wood.
0: Yeah. What about Matthew McConaughey?
1: Matthew McConaughey as David.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Because he can do that, like, stare in the distance,
1: wow, I'm so excited for you. But he does it better than this child, (laughs) actually. Would it be too on the nose to say Keanu Reeves? It would be very, like, of the times for you to say Keanu Reeves. Everybody loves Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Yeah. Keanu's great. I would take and I Keanu think I think he could play emotionless just <laughs> fine.
0: Emotionless cookie opening vamp uh grandpa killing. Yeah. Yeah. I would take Keanu Reeves. What about for Grandpa?
1: Oh
0: He's not I mean, all he really does is sweep every room he's in, but <laughs>
1: All Grandpa does is sweep and die. So yeah. we need somebody who can die really well. Well, I mean we he didn't have an on screen death, but Hey, oh. in this version he dies. <laughs> and it's really oh, right. Violent. This is our scripting. <laughs> I feel like it'd be
0: racist of me to say Mr. Miyagi. I
1: feel like it would be racist of you not to say Mr. Miyagi. You don't <laughs> I mean, think that's... he could play this role? It's What's clearly what then?
0: the character was inspired by, but <laughs> Yeah. Mr. Miyagi it is. I don't know the actor's real name. Maybe, Sorry. I pretty maybe sure he's... Yoda. Did you just say baby Yoda? Uh, Pat Morita. Oh yeah, I you're think right, that's yeah. his name. Did you just suggest baby Yoda for
1: the for no? Example? Oh, okay. Adult Yoda. Okay. Normal, <laughs> normal, grown up. You know, paying bills, ass Yoda. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I would take Yoda. Yeah. Yoda's the one that put, wrote the fucking fortune cookies.
1: Oh, Yoda's got to play badge in the revamped version of that. Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Um, who else is important? I mean. Uh,
1: Eddie, maybe? The punk. Oh, not okay. so Who's boyfriend? a Sleazeball. Uh, James Franco? Yeah, like a piece see it. of shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, the the kid that played Joffrey in Game of Thrones, maybe?
1: <laughs> he retired.
0: I don't blame him. Everybody hates <laughs> Money's him. Money's
1: no object, though. Let's see how many zeros it takes. Yeah, we could get him out of retirement. <laughs>
0: Who else is important in that episode? Mom and Dad, maybe? Um, no, they're not, but... <laughs> okay, could... Lucy Lou and Jackie Chan. Boom, done. Okay, that's
1: racist. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> that's what I thought when I was saying it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see... Like, I know the samurai is actually just David, but yeah. what if it was somebody cool? Oh, uh, what if it was one of the Power Rangers? Which one? Uh, Obviously Tommy Oliver. Hello. So, Jason David Frank yeah. as the mysterious, whack ass samurai.
0: Yeah, he'd be like, <laughs> <"Yaw!"> <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all the questions we have today, Brandon. So, some good questions, though. They were fun. I had good time. I always love answering the questions. That's why I hark on people so frequently for them. <laughs> I desperately claw at them until they give me questions. <laughs> so... This season, we can't give away uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark Season 6? Because it doesn't exist on DVD. It was (laughs) never officially released. It is. But I'm going to give away a shirt, so you want to pick the winner of the shirt with me real quick? All right. And the winners are Tara from Three Spooked Girls and Faith. Congratulations. (laughs)
1: Congratulations.
0: (laughs) Enjoy your shirt. Yeah, wear it all the time. It's probably got to please, it's please wait be all the our time. faces. It's great. We got some stuff to rank, Brandon. Yeah, we got a whole slew of things to rate. I just kind of threw the list together based on what I remember us rating in the past. So, let's go with uh, hmm, let's go with best main character first. How's that sound?
1: That sounds fantastic.
0: All right. What main character did you enjoy watching the most?
1: So. I like a lot of episodes in this season, but thinking back on it, I don't really like a lot of the main characters. They're a little... They're, they're mostly okay, yeah. but there's not a lot that really stand out. So, I liked Maggie from Secret Admirer. Mm-hmm. Classic Maggie, yeah. Should have been Maggie, but it's not, so... Yeah, I mean, she's a bit stupid, she doesn't know her mom's name, Uh <laughs> yeah well (laughs) she uh too easily forgives her dad for murder she blows up a school she's got her her she's got faults okay yeah but you know what she's trying she is she's okay uh danny and kirk from bigfoot ridge yep also just just, uh a likable pair of siblings
0: yeah i mean kirk's not killing anything this time it's good mm-hmm i ca- i liked uh david and tommy from gruesome gourmets i thought he was gonna be a fucking sam you know sam from crimson clown but yeah he turned it around he was a good kid and tommy yeah. was just kind of there but he wasn't bad what about how do you feel about adder from vampire town
1: hmm adder you see i kind of i kind of uh empathized with mom and dad a bit more in that episode where I was just like, what yeah. the fuck is this kid's deal with these vampires?
0: I think that's because we're old.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know if young kids are like, come on, he just likes vampires. We all yeah. do. That's a kid thing.
0: <laughs> I mean, you just talked about wearing a shirt with a fucking
1: clown under the bed on there. Now you're saying yeah, this that's this clowns, kid. not vampires. That's insanity.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, right. If I had to think of like who the best main character was... I would probably have to go with Meggie, I think.
1: She's a good egg. Yeah. Eggie. She was
0: well acted. Um, Her episode was sufficiently spooky. She did a good job. Aside from those faults that Brandon already listed anyway. Let's talk about something shit, though. Let's talk about the worst main character.
1: Oh, that is so easy. Okay, I
0: feel there's two... Very yeah, okay. clear winners. Okay,
1: maybe maybe it's not so easy because there is two.
0: Yeah. There's one character that was boring to watch, and there was another that was annoying and upsetting to watch. Okay. This is easy again. Is it Kate? It's Kate.
1: It's Kate. Kate from the Tale of the Virtual Pets. David from Misfortune Cookie is born, like you said. Yeah. And stupid. Yep. But he's just kind of, he's just kind of like a fart in the breeze. He, he's just, he's just there. He's carried along the plot. Yeah. Kate from Virtual Pets. I actively really, really hate this little girl. That's a big word. And I agree with it. She's the worst. She, she, she is horrible. ignorant. She, she wallows in ignorance. I probably said that during the Virtual Pets episode, (laughs) but she just loves how stupid she is.
0: She just loves the fact that she is so much better than Isabel and Tom because she uses a pencil when Isabel uses a pen. It's insane. She talks about, like, going shopping and, and looking in the mirror and stuff instead of being glued to an electronical device, which is stupid.
1: Yeah. She's way ahead of her time, though. I've got to give her that. Cause... Or is she? Is she a caveman in the digital age? She is a 2020s boomer in... <laughs> 1999. <laughs> oh, these kids with their newfangled pens. <laughs> Back in my day, we had charcoal and we erased people. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Kate.
0: You're the worst. There's yeah, no help for you Kate. either. Even at the end when she was like, oh, I'm going to get a giga mega flop a doodad with a laptop McTwist. And I was just like, I Kate hate still her.
1: Sad. Almost as much as everyone else hates Jill. Oh, yeah. From Final Wish. Poor Jill. Don't worry. We know you're the best.
0: I think that'll lead us into villains. Mm Mm-hmm. Who do you think was the best villain of the season?
1: Best villain? Uh, there's only a few real villain villains. Yeah. Yeah in this season
0: yeah because Pim and collins like they were great but they were technically the villains of the episode but like in the end they weren't actually villains it was all just a silly misunderstanding
1: maybe no in episodes like tale of the haunted that's laura laura's misfortune <laughs> cookie yeah like don't really have the villain
0: i mean you could argue that grandpa's the villain
1: <laughs> grandpa's <laughs> definitely the villain
0: Yeah, like, that one, those are, like, situations. I mean, forever game, you got the board game, and it's, like, unfortunate that these kids just kind of went there. Same with
1: Nathaniel, who was, like, probably technically the villain, but, like, he doesn't have a choice. No. So, I'm gonna say, like, like Dreyfus, he kind of sucked. A bit. He's not one of the best villains. No, but Stanley was pretty alright. He was alright, but I'm gonna say that the two that stand out to me are Jake the Snake, Oh my god, yes. (laughs) And Mr. Click. Oh, fuck, I forgot about Mr. Click. See, Mr. Click, he's creepy. This guy
0: is, he's creepy. He honestly might be one of the scariest, in quotes, villains that Are You Afraid of the Darks has had, just because he is so creepy.
1: He's got that smile- he looks like a pedo, and he is trafficking in children. So yeah, human tra- tra- human trafficking.
0: Whole. It's not good.
1: Yeah. So uh, he's a creepy son of a bitch. Uh, sure, he really is. He will. Pr- he's probably the the actual best villain. Yeah. But well, I also just love Jake, Jake the, snake the Snake because yeah. he is the closest thing to Goth that we're ever likely <laughs> to see. This guy is. I don't know. I don't even know what he's trying to do. He's trying to start an army of snake children. Maybe. I don't even know. For what end? Yeah, he's just putting them in a pit. He's not doing anything with them. (laughs) He just has more mouths to feed. (laughs) Just more snakes. So he's got a dumbass plan. Yeah. And he's foiled really easily. Oh my god. This is the week that I
0: clipped the Tale of Jake the Snake in one minute, and I just clicked the part where he's like, yo, are pathetic human athletics never f- hope to defeat me, and then he gets hit in the head with a hockey puck, and that may still be my favorite moment of the entire <laughs> series, It's him getting hit in the head with a hockey puck. <laughs> he's just like, oh. <laughs> he falls in the pit.
1: It is hilarious. I love I... how fast it happens. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, he's just like, you just nut-a-puzz him in the head <laughs> so fast. It's perfect. It's horrible, and it's hilarious, and it's perfect.
1: Yeah. Getting oh. hit in the head with a puck hurts no matter who you are.
0: Yeah, getting hit in, like, the foot with a shoe on, it hurts with a puck. I can't imagine getting slap-shotted into the head <laughs> with, a, with a hockey puck. Oh, my God. And then he just gets out of that thing like he didn't get hit in the head with a hockey puck. <laughs> I mean, shit, that made me cry laughing when I seen it the first time, so it's-
1: It's something special. It's a tough one,
0: yeah. By all accounts, Jake the Snake may actually be the worst villain. (laughs) Yeah. But-
1: (laughs) Jake the Snake is the worst villain, but also kind of the best. He's kind of the best, yeah.
0: (laughs) Who do you think the worst villain is of the season? I gotta say that- What's his name? Teddy, I think, in The Tale of the Secret Admirer. He didn't even know that that wasn't the Maggie that he thought
1: it was. What a no. dumbass. Yeah, that's dumb. He's a bit dumb. I mean, he's missing half of his head, so... Oh,
0: yeah, I guess can, a vision. You can forgive
1: a little bit. <laughs> sure.
0: He did get exploded by Maggie's dad, so... He is a
1: bit dumb. Also, the diggers, just all the diggers in general... So stupid. Whatever, whatever, whatever artificial intelligence or extraterrestrial was behind... That whole deal? That debacle, if you will? Uh, very
0: dumb. Yeah. Very true, yeah. Laura, from the Tale of the Haunted. I feel like we're gonna talk about this when we talk about the episode, but, um, she was stupid. She should've gave that pendant to Gar and had him learn that life lesson.
1: Yeah. She gave it to the wrong person.
0: One of the weirdest villains, to me, was Trevor, the, the taxi cab driver from the Tale of the Wisdom Glass. Yeah. What what would he possibly gain from executing children? Like he is just totally into
1: wisdom game or something. I don't understand. That whole situation doesn't make any sense at all. Why is he part time driving a limousine anyway?
0: He had to pay for the game somehow. No, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. And I, I like it was a fun twist, but like logistically
1: why? Why? Uh shout out to the burden beast. Oh who fuck. is just a shaggy monster who throws claws yeah that's pretty dumb and his name is the burden beast
0: i don't really understand the name no but hey you know what he inspired that scene in x-men 3 where the guy uses wrist spikes and throws them at wolverine in the woods so it was basically a shot for shot remake of that scene from the tale of forever game so
1: he left his mark yeah
0: who do you think the worst is though (laughs) do you think it's jake the snake
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Maybe. I. You know what? Hold on. We haven't talked about the Umbra yet, though. I, we should have probably talked about that one for Best Villains. Yeah. Um I really liked the Umbra from the Tale of Bigfoot Ridge.
1: Yeah. The Umbra is good. I think the it was Umbra, a cool concept. It, yeah. The Umbra is awesome as a concept. But actually, actually seeing the Umbra as just being one of them with green eyes, though, a, yeah. you know. The
0: execution of it wasn't great. I mean, they could have given us, like, a shadowy monster, but then we would have had to see worse CG again, so...
1: Yeah, it's better that they didn't.
0: They could have just done something easy, like having one of those black morph suits from the Tale of the Super Specs, and then have it, like, even if it did CG alter into Gina or Danny, you know? That would have been okay, maybe. And it was pretty sick how he made uh, Hayden Christensen and Danny old for that one second. <laughs> yeah, that was great. But I think I'm going to have to give Worst Villain to, uh, for the first time, the winner of Best and Worst at the same time is uh, Jake the Snake.
1: As it should be. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's too perfect not to have him be the Best and Worst Villain, right? He's bad. He sucks. He's bad at his job. He's so bad, he's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. He's definitely the definition of so bad, it's good. (laughs) <laughs> he fails upwards. Let's move on to our favorite lines from season six. Do we have any?
1: I know of one. Well, there's a couple. Um, I remember in Jake the Snake, where he was talking about how he made the goals. And he says, uh, oh, it was awesome. he's was so awesome. It was awesome. I
0: also love the part in Jake the Snake where he talks about eating a, eating a mouse like a hot dog or whatever. <laughs> yeah. One minute that's I'm looking insane. At,
1: and then the next...
0: It was like it was a, a hot dog. Get over here, use a little hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. We got to move back to F- Misfortune Cookie though, because we talk about this one all the fucking time. Is when Teresa walks into oh my the room God. and she says, "What's all the hubba?" <laughs> What's
1: all the hubba? What's all the hubba?
0: The only thing I think of is Hubba Bubba, which is a gum.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I don't know. I think she was supposed to say hubbub. Like, what's all yeah, the hubbub?
1: Because that's a thing that people say.
0: Yeah, but she didn't. She stopped no. at
1: hubba, And she went. And... Keep rolling.
0: <laughs> like, take 167. What's all the hubbub? Just, she she said something. Let's do it. Hubbub. 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 That's okay, Teresa. It's okay. You entertained us. And, and that's. Hey, that's that's more than
1: anything or anyone else did in that episode. Yep.
0: I can't even defend anything of it. Yes. That's 100% unequivocally true. Yeah. What else we got, though? Uh, Finding out that Maggie's name was Meggie. I know it's not (laughs) exactly a line, but it just blew my mind. Why is her
1: name Meggie? It's... I don't know. That's not a thing. I don't think we'll ever know. It's also not a line, but the moment in Gruesome Gourmet's where they're fixing the bike, and then they go test it out. It is beautiful.
0: It's so good. It's, it's like, the best part. But another part that happens right after that is when they meet the rotund lady, and she goes, Hello, "Hello, young man. And that part's pretty great, too. She did great in that episode. I feel like you could probably take anything from from Jake the Snake, like the slow-mo... Why hell oh, You know like man. what was that doing there? <laughs> that's all I got really. I mean there's nothing much from Hunted. Maybe once she like lists all of the things that you can do in a camping adventure, but that's just eh. Tale of the Walking Shadow didn't really have any lines. What is the ham the line's smell? pretty funny. Oh yeah. You oh, smell yeah. like ham. I it's like that ham. part. And it was fun when he whistled the Are You Afraid of the Dark tune,
1: I guess. Not a lot of standout lines, though.
0: No, but you know what? I think that what's all the hubba just elevates it anyway. It's one of those lines that, like, transcends each season. Just like, let's do it! Alright. And don't touch my stuff. Just having a goof. Yeah. It's one of those. In my opinion, anyway. I'm sure everybody else is like, Boo! <laughs> <laughs> So this season, we've had a lot more CG than normal, I would say. Yeah. What do you think were some of the best and worst effects? If there were any best effects. There were no best effects. Yeah, there really wasn't. You know what? I will give one to the best effects. I thought that the lightning strike in the Tale of the Forever game was pretty good.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think it's sure. probably because it was practical. <laughs> like the explosion part of it anyway. Uh... Oh, you know what? Honestly, Forever Game had some pretty good effects, because they had the quicksand, too, and that was done pretty
1: alright. Maybe they blew their budget. First episode. It's a possibility.
0: That's pretty much it, though. All the other effects were garbage.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think of another good one, and I I can't. I can think no. of a lot of bad ones.
0: Yeah. Well, let's just go for the bad. I'm gonna start it off, Brandon, if that's okay. Uh, the yeah. Umbra dying.
1: The Umbra dying is uh, bad. bad. It's looking. not the worst. No, it does but not it look ain't. good. I just like the part where it gets sucked into a sonic boom. So, maybe there is uh, some truth to the theory of running out of budget, because the final three episodes of the season all have just hideously awful villain deaths.
0: Well, I'm gonna say, Brandon, I think we might have went out of order again, so... Okay,
1: well, maybe there's no truth at all to anything.
0: No. Um, I don't think Vampire Town is supposed to be the 11th episode. I think it's supposed to be like 8 or something. But we went off... Okay, so if you guys are wondering, I go off of the list that's presented to me when I do the laziest thing possible, which is Google Are You Afraid of the Dark Season 6 list. And it gives me the list of episodes from 1 to 13, and that's the list that we go from. That's why we didn't do The Tale of the Zombie Dice second. Because obviously it's the second episode when The Midnight Society rolls in with a couch when in Misfortune Cookie, which is the second episode we did for the season, they already have a couch. So, I'm okay with being in the wrong order. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. It's true. Especially, I mean, that's the great thing about having an anthology show. It's like, it doesn't matter. The The main focus of the, of the show is the stories. So, unfortunately, the Midnight Society bits are like the only continuity and they don't really matter. Okay, I'm going to get off my soapbox. What were we talking about?
1: <laughs> we were talking about shit effects. Ah, yeah, shit effects. So, Let's talk about that. Okay, you go ahead. I already suggested one. A secret admirer. Yeah. Uh, the explosion at the end. It's so bad. <laughs> Mr. Teddy uh, decides to blow up the school again. Yep. And, man, it looks like garbage. It
0: looks like a PowerPoint slide or something, like a uh, an affected Microsoft Word that you just kind of, like, wiggle around.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like a little animation on a what is that called GeoCities? is that what that old
0: <laughs> that was like the website maker i think back in the day
1: yeah you'd see that on somebody's GeoCities site yeah maybe their myspace page would have a few of those explosion effects
0: it's garbage is
1: what we're trying to say it's horrible
0: and then it it's just so gets bad. sucked back into an asshole or something
1: <laughs> which looks even worse i know it does
0: Can you imagine being Teddy and having to explode twice from that horrible explosion effect? (laughs) No. Another really bad effect has to be, well, there's a couple of them from Vampire Town. The CG bats, while not as horrible as the CG snakes from the tale of Jake the Snake, spoilers, they're terrible, and Dreyfus dying. Oh, man. It's kind of a mess. It's kind of a beautiful mess in my opinion, though. (sighs) Oh.
1: I just—it's it go- so it goes unnatural on for so long.
0: I know he's all like, he's flapping his arms and stuff, and it looks so
1: unnatural, and I love it. <laughs> like the explosion, it looks bad, but it happens fast because it's an explosion. Yeah, but this death—they draw it out.
0: They were so proud of this th- shit, like. So a uh, picture the uh CG of the first Harry Potter movie when he is like getting ripped around on the broom, right, during Quidditch. It's like that, except like way worse. <laughs> way worse. It vaguely looks like a human being <laughs> on his knees flailing around.
1: <laughs>
0: oh my god. The lighting of it is just off. There's no shadows like it. <laughs>
1: I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know, man. I love it in the worst way. You mentioned it before, but mm-hmm. we've got to talk about that snake.
0: We have to. It's it's pro- honestly like spoilers. That is my worst effect of the season. Is that snake? It's so bad. The
1: episode's called Jake the Snake. There's a lot of snakes in this episode. There was gonna be a snake. Mm-hmm. It didn't have to be like this. Yeah,
0: they close up on that snake in. In Wiley's bed. <laughs> and it looks like it looks like Beast Wars. Like worse <laughs> than Beast Wars from what? Nineteen
1: ninety five? yeah, it looks it looks I don't even it looks bad. It's uh, pretty bad. They could have cut away to stock footage of a snake crawling through grass and leaves and it would have <laughs> been a more convincing effect. Agreed. Fucking incredible though. Gotta, I'm not gonna lie. That's amazing.
0: It's a really nice, like, time capsule to 1999. You I know, need the
1: balls to put this out and be like, <laughs> "Yeah, nailed it." They're like, "Yeah, kids won't notice." <laughs> They'll be like, "Whoa, there's a steak in your bed." <laughs> they don't know what snakes look like
0: it's just really disappointing because we had 1999 i think that was the year like toy story 2 came out and like i'm not trying to compare like a major motion <laughs> picture to this but like we can see what could be done with cg at this point and then we have a fucking cobra or whatever and jake the snake
1: and it looks like ass could have put a hand puppet on and it would have looked better <laughs>
0: it would have a practical effect here would have been great I've seen Jurassic Park. I can see what you can make. (laughs) I think that was the majority of the special effects, though, for this season, right? Yeah, that's the major stuff. All right, let's move on here. Uh, This one's gonna be really easy. Which uh, which villain had the highest kill count? I I think it's there's two. Okay, hear me out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, the winner's gonna be the Umbra. I mean, it's (laughs) they go into their fucking lair and their skeleton's like you know in the walls and stuff. But I think that the second highest kill count goes to Dad <laughs> from Tale the Secret Admirer. I mean, Blowing he's got a confirmed
1: away. kill count. Yeah. Kill confirmed. <laughs> uh, Yeah, he killed a dude. Yep.
0: Blew him up. Jake the Snake, I don't, I mean, he turned kids into snakes and there's like literally a, just a giant pit of missing children.
1: They're all still alive down there. No deaths. No, nah, they're all alive. Guy.
0: He's a good guy. He He feeds his <laughs> buddies. It's just unfortunate. I'm sure their life is very boring being in a pit. And I love how nobody ever was like, oh shit, my kid's missing. Maybe I should look for him. Oh, he was last at the hockey rink. Like, eh. No. Whatever. Hundreds and hundreds of missing kids. All due to Jake the Snake, but whatever. You could argue that the Forever game has probably killed a good amount of people too.
1: Both the Forever game and just the entire dimension of Oblivion really Mm -hmm. wonder how many people shuffled through these places it's a good point yeah we'll never know nope we
0: won't it was pretty cool that one time when a misfortune cookie killed grandpa for a minute there that was
1: pretty great yeah that was a death and then it was taken away from us yes we hardly knew ye. grandpa returns
0: but yeah easily umbra from bigfoot ridge wins i mean we see the skeletons and it's pretty
1: great it killed people
0: you know what let's go let's move on to everybody's favorite topic the parents of the season who do you think was the worst parent in Are You Afraid of the Dark Season 6?
1: Oh, um, let's see. I'm trying to think of if there was anyone worse than the dude who killed someone. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, I can't think of anyone. Yeah, I think
0: we have to give it to Maggie's dad that for fucking killing someone. someone. He killed somebody and he was like, I really hope you can understand, sweet cheeks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're old enough to understand that I murdered a man and you're okay with it. <laughs> I want you to
1: understand that I watched the life <laughs> disappear from his eyes. <laughs> I held him as he took his last breath, and I absorbed it. <laughs> and I it to That's how we strength.
0: got mom. I don't think we can give it to anybody but the
1: dad from Secret Admirer. Nope. Killer dad wins. Yeah. Best parent, though. Let's go with best parent. Okay. Um the mom from Vampire Town? Yeah, that's who I immediately think of as well. She's very understanding. Yeah. The mom and the dad were both nice, but mom's just a little bit more, a little bit more understanding, empathetic.
0: I don't think it's worth it going over any other parents really. There wasn't a whole lot this season like um Oblivion had the mom, Misfortune Cookie had parents that were like whipping their son and making him make dinners. Yeah. Uh, that was about it, wasn't it? The Hell of the Haunted I don't know. The dad and tail the hunt was okay except for the part where he almost killed his daughter. Yeah, he almost just clubbed her to death in front of other <laughs> other children. That's about all we got. And that's pretty much all the questions I uh, think we have for this list. Do you you have any other um, you know, highlights you want to include? No. Okay. Well, then I think we should go ahead and start ranking perhaps the Midnight Society members.
1: Yeah. I think we can do that.
0: It's a new season, a new reboot, a new Midnight Society. Yeah. What did you think of these
1: children? Let's give an overall. I thought they were a decent group of kids.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Tucker's uh, obviously taken the role of Gary and he's done it really well. He's wrangled up this group of children with no stig this time, thankfully. Yeah. And uh, I think he's made a successful Midnight Society. So time to rank them. Yeah, let's do it. I think we should start with the worst and work our way up to the best. Let's As take always. into account personality, um, stories. That's about it, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's all they are.
0: Okay. Who do you think is the worst Midnight Society member? Easy. I think I know. Yeah. You know. It's it's going to be... In, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hold, hold I think it's going to be... From you, it's going to be Quinn, right?
1: Yes, of course. Yeah. He's Who's, just a little abrasive. Do you have a different opinion?
0: No, I agree. I think it's Quinn. I, I know who the next one's going to be, but I think that the worst is Quinn. Just because he's just abrasive. He's He tells people the, that they suck pretty much constantly. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I think I, if he is in season seven, I hope he gets a
1: lot better is what I'm going to say. I hope he gets nicer because
0: nobody wants to be around
1: a jerk. No, you have to balance that edge with... Some kind of redeemable quality. He doesn't seem to have one. He's a jerk. He gets in trouble at school. He forges signatures. This guy's trouble, man.
0: And I want to like him. Like, I mean, I don't. I don't dislike him. I like Quinn. I think he's great, too. Uh, Overall, like, overall, I think the cast is good. So, Quinn being the worst
1: is not, like, he sucks.
0: He's still good.
1: Okay, well, then we have a difference of opinion, because I think he sucks. Like, fine. nothing against the actor. He did a fine job. Oh, yeah, right? This is the material he was given. Yeah. I just don't like jerks. Uh,
0: yeah, it's hard. It's hard to watch. You know, when we first started the season, like it's clear that he was supposed to be like the Frank of the season, but mm-hmm. Frank didn't give off quite so jerky of a vibe. Maybe a little bit in the first season when he talks to Eric, but everybody hates Eric, so they ignore it. Yeah, we all hate Eric. Gwen's just kind of a jerk, especially to Andy, who let's let's move on here brandon andy is my number four andy is the quintessential number four yeah he gave us two stories this season and they both were hot shit so wait no they sucked (laughs) he gave us two stories this season and they both were garbage okay
1: yeah they were cold shit
0: yeah they were like ugh you
1: know bleh
0: misfortune cookie and hunted and and his personality just seems to boil down to like falling he fell like what three times i think he got brain damaged the third time i don't
1: remember probably
0: andy doesn't remember either after the fall
1: he's clumsy he's he's just supposed to be the friendly giant yeah he's big but he's a softy he's annoying He's okay.
0: If he comes into the next season, I hope he gets better, too. I hope he, I hope all of these kids deserve another personality trait, at least.
1: Well, Andy is dragged down by having told Miss Fortune Cookie. I'm not going to forgive you for that, Andy.
0: We can't. We're going to be talking about that well into the next podcast.
1: We'll be in season 17 of our Power Rangers podcast. <laughs> I'll be like, fucking goddamn Miss Fortune Cookie. Yep. <laughs> this is just like that in that episode when nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so boring Ugh,
0: another misfortune cookie am i right <laughs> so who do you think is next i have a feeling i know who you're gonna say
1: okay i'm interested to hear what you think i'm gonna say
0: i think you're gonna say van
1: just next yeah you know me too well <laughs>
0: i know Vange she told what two stories she told zombie dice and virtual pets both not yeah. great not great stories no not super great Like, Virtual Pets is, I mean, spoilers, like, bottom tier for the season. And Zombie Dice, I mean, it had Jay Baruchel in it, but also, like, I don't know. It was okay. But Vange's personality, I really like. I like Vange a lot. What is her personality? She's kind of, like, silly. The young, like, making little quips at people, but not in a mean way like Quinn. I don't know. I just like Vange. I think her name she's, is fun. Nobody she's ever. She's young. That, that name is ridiculous, and I love it. And uh, I don't know. I just I like Vange. Not that I'm saying that she doesn't deserve third place, but
1: I like Vange. Vange is okay. I like Vange well enough. She is very young. Yeah, like, I think
0: she, I think Megan says that she's only. She like looks 11. out
1: of place in the group.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. It's kind of like when Tucker uh, appeared. In yeah, season I guess three.
1: Tucker. Tucker was the same way. But Tucker was a little shit. Vange isn't a little shit.
0: She's a little shit in a different way, though. Like, in a fun, like, you're okay with it kind of way. You know?
1: Yeah, she's not, you know, tying your shoelaces while you're sitting down.
0: No, she's like, oh yeah, freebie egg roll. You know? Like, we know that coupon's not actually real, right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: No, she's going to get that egg roll.
0: We have the most difficult selection next, though, because I'm not—I'm not really sure which one you think is number two and which one's
1: number one. Well, I didn't know either.
0: <laughs> Were you hoping that I would tell you?
1: <laughs> so the final two are Megan and Tucker. Yeah, I don't know. Tucker really fit into the Gary role this season.
0: Yeah, he stole Sardot from him too.
1: He's uh—I mean, he doesn't really have a lot. Of that old Tucker Spark, he really just is kind of the 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 sensible leader.
0: Surprisingly, yeah, he
1: is. So in a similar way, well, I don't know. Megan, Megan is the girl. <laughs>
0: yeah, she's the same. I don't. I don't
1: know any uh any more nuanced way to put it. Yeah. Megan and Sam and Kristen all kind of have a similar vibe, right? And I don't know if that's just because I'm a horrible sexist or. Well, if they just weren't it's... given enough development.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's our fault. I mean, when you got Kristen, she comes in in her like Oktoberfest getup and you got Sam bringing in her lockets and shit and then you got Megan bringing in a fucking table and wine glasses and a giant mega meat sandwich. Like they do love props.
1: Yeah, all three of them.
0: That's great. I mean, I, I'm going to say though I like Megan too. I think she's fun and funny and um she's like sweet and sensible and I like her. I like her a lot. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I think maybe we should base it off of stories.
1: It might have to come down to the stories they told.
0: So Megan told The Tale of the Walking Shadow, Gruesome Gourmets, and Secret Admirer. And Tucker told uh, the most stories of the season. He told Forever Game, Jake the Snake, uh, Oblivion, and Bigfoot Ridge. So really, honestly, they're both contenders for like
1: really good episodes. They so. both told really good episodes. Uh, Megan told the tale of the walking shadow. So Tucker's the best character.
0: I'm going to go with Tucker too, which <laughs> never, never in my wildest dreams, I ever thought we would say Tucker was the best, but no. when season six came along.
1: It's a wild season.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it's going to go Quinn, Andy, Vange, Megan, and Tucker.
1: All right.
0: And I think a lot of people would agree with that. Maybe switching Andy and Quinn perhaps, but yeah. Okay, now we have the last thing that we're going to rank. Probably the hardest thing. Um, I think this is going to be the hardest season so far to rank. I, I don't know.
1: This is the meat and potatoes here.
0: Yeah. Let's go ahead and rank them, though. Let's go with episode 13, which I think everybody knows what it's going to be from
1: us anyway, right? Yep. Yeah, Let's it's... say it at the same time. The Tale of the Gruesome Gourmets. Mm. No. no. Uh, the tale, tale of the, of the Misfortune, misfortune cookie. cookie. This is the worst episode of this season. It may be my least favorite episode of the entire show. Yeah. It probably is.
0: I would... Honestly, I would watch Hungry Hounds over and over again before I had to watch this episode again.
1: I think I would too.
0: So... It's such a bummer to me. There's so much potential for, like, another culture to give us, like, a, a horror story. And yet we got It's a Wonderful Life. It's just disappointing.
1: And a shitty version of It's a Wonderful Life.
0: Yeah. And and the acting in its atrocious... And Teresa's hair is ridiculous. Teresa's hair is great, okay? <laughs> it's it's something. It's uh it's it's awesome. Let's the, give the credit where credit big. is due. Okay. Teresa's fine. hair is great. Teresa's hair is the best part of the episode. I get it. The samurai though is very oh, disappointing. Oh my god. He he busted in there and I was like, "Oh yeah, here comes the action." He looks then, cool.
1: You think something's you think something's going to come of it. Yeah. But he no. literally Literally does fucking nothing. Nothing. Every single time, he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna stop you." David's like, "No, you ain't." And he's like, "Oh, you're right.
0: I I can't. I don't want to talk about misfortune cookie anymore." Fuck misfortune cookie. Let's let's get out of here. Stupid Uh, ass episode number twelve.
1: I think that's a pretty easy one as well. All right, virtual pets, right? Virtual pets.
0: Yep. So, Virtual Pets, I think, is probably a lot of people's least favorite episode for this season. And I can totally see why. It's annoying. Kate is clearly, like, the worst main character. Yeah. David's a close second. But, man,
1: the story is just... It's also just really dumb.
0: It's dumb. And they... Remember every time the scene would fade, it would do that digitizing effect that looked like shit? Ugh. No other episode's done that.
1: I'm glad for that. Ghastly Grinner did something similar with the comic book...
0: Yeah, but that was, like, Uh, fun. Yeah,
1: but that was, yeah, that's well done. This is what happens when it's not well done.
0: Yeah, the story is just stupid. Kate's an idiot. I kind of wanted them to lose.
1: (laughs) And uh, those diggers, they don't look fun or interesting at all. No, they're a hunk of fucking brick. It looks like garbage. With some stupid Scruff McGruff dog on it, just like, feed me. Take a bite out of crime, yeah. Feed your damn self. I don't want to
0: talk about virtual pets anymore either. All right, <laughs> let's, let's move on. Number let's move on eleven, to the good stuff. Yeah, everything from now on is like watchable again, in my opinion.
1: Uh, well, we still got a little bit. Okay, hold to on. Go
0: number eleven, Hunted. Right. Yep. Okay. All right. <sighs> now page. we can. Everything else after that.
1: <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, Hunted. Uh... Is an episode where nothing happens.
0: Yeah. A, a girl uh, gets turned into a wolf from a, another yeah. malicious girl that I think wants to steal her bedroom? Is that what it was?
1: <sighs> I don't know what she wants. <laughs> Seriously, what does she want? Tell she us. Wants... <laughs> she wants her dinner? I'm not- I don't know. <laughs> Laura, please.
0: <laughs> what are you Every want? other evil
1: mastermind will send, like, a hastily written note yeah, like, or yeah, cut, cut out a magazine. little magazine letters. <laughs> yeah,
0: Anything. What do you want? That episode sucked because the wrong person was given this life lesson. So we got this character, Diana, who is excited to go hunting, as she should be because her entire family loves to hunt. They are. Mm -hmm. That's what they do. And she wants to impress this boy named Gar. Why is his name Gar? We don't know. But he wants to impress her. And to do that, she's got to go hunting. But, you know, she's kind of like, oh, maybe I don't want to hunt because killing things is like, you know, so final and stuff. And then Laura comes around and gives her a pendant, turns into a wolf, and is like, yeah, see, hunting sucks. But she should have done it to Gar, who was already hunting, and he could learn the lesson. He could be like, oh, what I'm doing is evil. I mean, to the story anyway. Hunting is whatever.
1: And you know what? If you convinced Gar that hunting is evil, it would have the domino effect of also convincing Diana. Because she would be like, yeah, you're right, Gar. Hunting sucks.
0: Yeah. And then- I Dad would it. learn, and Hank, and fucking the whole yeah. town. And then they wouldn't have she any She would stop hunting started.
1: forever. But no. But no. <laughs> She's like, I'm gonna preach to the choir. Yes.
0: Okay, let's move on. Next episode.
1: Uh, I'm going to say the tale of the Walking Shadow.
0: That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. Not a
1: bad episode, in my no, opinion. No, no, this, this is the line between the decent to good episodes and the boring to bad episodes. Right. Right.
0: Walking Shadow is really well acted. It's got a really great cast. It's just kinda of boring. You know, I mean it's maybe it's kinda just...
1: boring because I don't care about Shakespeare.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, like maybe it's just because we don't know anything about Shakespeare or being like on a stage performing a play, but it's just it's just kinda a of yawn, you know? Yeah. It's not terrible, but it's not great. What do you think about number nine?
1: Number nine, I'm gonna say the tale. Of the zombie dice,
0: that's what I was gonna say too. I'm glad you said zombie dice,
1: so we're almost halfway down the list now, and we're in full agreement,
0: yeah, it's surprising. I thought we were gonna be like fighting by now.
1: I don't know, we'll see how number one goes, yeah, right.
0: So zombie dice is weird. Ah, uh, we said this during the episode. It's like the the story writers just had a dartboard and they just chucked darts at it, and they come up with arcade and shrinking children. <laughs>
1: I don't know; those two to go together to me, oh, like okay. <laughs> bike riding through the woods and board games. <laughs>
0: yeah, right, right. I will give this uh, episode credit. Mister Click might just be the creepiest villain ever in yeah. terms of like real life horror. Because if this man was real, which I mean, the actor is real and he does smile like that, but like if this if this guy was really owned an arcade and he was around all of these children like that, I would be concerned.
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's creepy. He's very creepy uh yeah his motivation i don't know it's money shrinking kids though hey people probably pay him a pretty penny to get children i mean it saves Sh- on postage children.
0: i guess can he shrink other things can somebody have like a tiny elephant probably
1: i'm gonna say if he can get them to touch that orb <laughs> it'll shrink
0: okay because that would be pretty cool I think that there's a Looney Tunes episode where there's a tiny elephant, and I'm pretty sure I love that
1: episode. So there you go. He's a great <laughs> zombie <man>. dice.
0: <laughs> Done.
1: Number eight. Uh, I'm gonna say the tale of the Forever Game.
0: Ooh, you're gonna put Forever Game this low?
1: Yeah, that's a There's some brand. good episodes this season. There is. What would you put in this space?
0: Uh, the only one I could really think is um Wisdom Glass. Really. I think I liked Forever Game a little bit more than Wisdom Glass.
1: I liked Forever Game, but I also really liked Wisdom Glass. <laughs> because it's so freaking insane.
0: It is. So let's... Was it, was Wisdom Glass your next one for number seven? Nope. Wisdom oh,
1: Glass okay. is up a few spaces.
0: Okay. Let's talk about Forever Game. It is the season opener for season yeah. six. And it is... It's a strong opener. A good one. Yeah. It's got fucking hydrangea leaves flying and kids biking and a tree
1: it's great yeah i'm so glad this was the opener because if it opened with virtual pets or something i would have been like "Eh, maybe this season is gonna be pretty rough
0: i think that um forever game works so well because it is essentially a jumanji clone
1: yeah and i love jumanji i love jumanji too
0: (laughs) i'll never not love jumanji so forever games good uh the burden beast is is probably like the scariest part of the episode i guess and he's okay and um monica you know knowing everything is kind of weird but whatever she's just like it's like people are playing with us like we're in a board game a
1: forever board game
0: and i don't know it was fun i liked it
1: it's a good episode
0: what do you think is next then we'll put we'll put forever game at, at number eight that's fine i think it's a little higher but i don't mind
1: Well, I think that the next best episode is Jake the Snake.
0: I was going to put Jake the Snake around this part, too.
1: Yeah, it's in the middle. It's a ridiculous episode. That's why it's not at the bottom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, It could easily be at the bottom if you think of it
1: that way. It could, very easily.
0: And it could be at the top if you think about it another way. It's weird. It's a really weird episode. Fucking skin uh, peeling episode. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, it's got body horror. It's got mice. It's got comedy. (laughs) <laughs> it's got, it's got uh, the douche. I don't. It doesn't have any horror. No, nothing scary in this episode. No, not really.
0: I mean, unless you're scared of like a pit of snakes, maybe he, that ugh, Jake the snake fell into that pit of snakes and he got like fucking hydraulic crushed by it. <laughs> <He> got grinded <laughs> into the snakes. Oh man, that's a good episode, number six.
1: What do you? What? What do you? in this space
0: oh man i don't know all of the episodes left are pretty good yeah i this i is don't really know.
1: just like radiations of good
0: yeah um i i would say wisdom glass because <laughs> i think it was better than I, I i liked like gruesome gourmet i feel like gruesome gourmets is probably going to be down here for you and i think gruesome gourmets was better than wisdom glass
1: i can put wisdom glass here okay I liked seeing the court, the court shenanigans. We're never going to get another court episode. It mixed like courtroom drama with fantasy. I don't even like, what is this? What is this stuff? I don't even know. People with no eyes and weird jesters. You got the magic conch. Yeah, there's a magic eight ball that (laughs) seals people's fates. And a jury of rainbow-colored clown people.
0: <laughs> it's it's a ride. Uh, it's like a... it's Somebody was on drugs, I think, is what happened. I hope so. The fact that we got a courtroom battle in a children's horror show it just baffles me.
1: But I was happy to be along for the ride. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Okay. Next, I would put... The tale of Vampire Town. Okay, good. I was hoping you would say
0: Vampire Town. Because I agree. Vampire Town is definitely top five. And I think it's low top five.
1: Yeah. It just misses the cutoff of the truly greats. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, Dreyfus sucks.
0: I like his design. It's a... You know what, Are You Afraid of the Dark has done four vampire episodes so far, and each vampire has been extremely different from the last. Yeah,
1: they're all unique.
0: I appreciate that quality of it. Now, it still does look like somebody took a cheese grater to his face, not gonna lie. He is a chemical peel, pimento loaf, cheese grate face vampire, for some reason. Mm. And uh, he's slow, and he's kind of boring, and he doesn't last very long. So he's not great, but his name's pretty cool. It's it's a
1: decent vampire name. And really this episode suffers from my own expectations. Oh yeah. I should I never have told a town you town of vampires. If you would have never known that something called Vampire Town was headed your way, it it wouldn't have mattered because the second you said, "Hey Brandon, you want to know what the next episode's called?" and I was like, yeah and then he's like a tale of vampire town i would have been like holy shit this is gonna be a whole town of vampires this is gonna be awesome <laughs> they're gonna be battling but you know it wasn't that
0: yeah it was kind of like the tale of a vampire's catacomb <laughs> the special effects are garbage um yeah. adder Perfect. i like adder the whole like abbott and costello thing was okay the catacombs were freaking sweet, though. Like, the setting, the skeletons and stuff. That was great.
1: I don't like Adder giving up his entire personality <laughs> so quickly.
0: Yeah, I hear ya. Number four. I would have to say the next one for me is going to be Bigfoot Ridge.
1: I would have said Gruesome Gourmets.
0: Mm, Alright. agreed to disagree. Sure.
1: Uh, I would say that. Only because, similarly to what I said in the Gruesome Gourmets episode, that at its best, you can say it is a less good version of The Tale of the Full Moon. Yeah. Which, it still makes a good episode, but it's not the best episode.
0: Nah. Nah. I mean, I, I can understand that. It's definitely not the best episode. And uh, there's just something about it I love. Um, My biggest problem with and Gourmets is the fat shaming, which I know is like a whole, like, 90s kind of thing. You know, we're not... not they weren't very, like, sensitive to people at the time. So just the whole making fun of fat people and, and gay people, and it's just not great. I don't like seeing it.
1: Uh, for Bigfoot Ridge, I'll say <laughs> that I really loved... The entire concept there was actually a decent amount of lore for an are you afraid of the dark episode mm-hmm. like you get a pretty good idea of what this monster is what it's all about how long it's been here and i thought that was really cool yeah and the episode was really tense like you really feel like these characters are running out of time and that death is lurking around any corner yeah
0: the whole idea of being trapped in a building with what's trying to kill you is pretty crazy. Yeah. I will say, though, I don't care for the snowboarding bits. I'm not much of a sports kind of guy, and I know it's, like, athletics in general just kind of I don't care about. So the whole snowboarding bit, uh, Danny should have just stayed on her fucking snowmobile. I can handle snowmobiles. Like, if this was a snowmobiling episode, it would have been number one.
1: She definitely should have stayed on her snowmobile. No question. That's good, though. I liked this episode. Very good stuff.
0: Would, would you say number three for you was um, Bigfoot Ridge, then? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. We got number two and number one left, and that is The Tale of the Secret Admirer and The Tale of Oblivion.
1: Number two, for me, yeah. is The Tale of the Secret Admirer.
0: I kind of thought that's
1: what you would say. Yeah. I pretty much said as much during the episodes i'm gonna
0: say i agree with you i think oblivion was the best season or the best episode this season such a fun
1: concept it is a very very cool and original idea that i thought they executed on very well
0: my one and only complaint of the entire episode is the part where he he erases shelly's underwear if that wasn't in this episode it would have been as good as anything from any of the other seasons and it still is a a very
1: weird inclusion
0: (laughs) Like, it was weird and stupid, but, like, this, I think that Oblivion could hold up to any other Sardo episode. Super Specs, Dark Dragon.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely.
0: It's good. It's a good episode. It's fun. It's funny. It's interesting. It's thought-provoking. It's cool.
1: I like it. And again, Sardo didn't need to be in this episode at all. No, but Not he even a little enhances bit, it. But he I'm so it. glad that he's there.
0: You know, I remember back in, like, season three or four, you were like, ugh, Sardo again.
1: Yeah, I was.
0: He just hams this performance up, and it is so good. Like, Sardo's return is a welcome one, and uh, I really liked it. Yeah. Secret Admirer is really good, too. We had a lot of fun laughing at all of the silliness of, like, the parents and, and everything. But, like, the first half of that episode is really good. I mean, I yeah. I gasped when she looked up. It was a jump scare. I'm not a big fan of jump scares, but they did it really well in this episode. And she looks up in that mirror, and she sees this fucking half-burned man standing behind her, like, towering over her. And I was like, holy shit. Home invasion.
1: Yeah. That whole beginning of the episode before she finally sees this jerk in the mirror is really tense, really well directed, well edited. Yeah, well it's, acted. It's like something out of Halloween. You could expect Michael Myers to jump out and stab this girl at any moment.
0: And the music really uh, is good in this episode, too. So, yeah, to recap uh, 13 is Misfortune Cookie, 12 is Virtual Pets, 11 is Hunted. 10 is Walking Shadow, 9 is Zombie Dice, 8 is Forever Game, 7 is Jake the Snake, 6 is Wisdom Glass, 5 is Vampire Town, 4 is Bigfoot Ridge, 3 is Gruesome Gourmets, 2, Secret Admirer, and number one for us is The Tale of Oblivion.
1: That's a good list.
0: I think so, too. I feel like people could argue that the Forever game could be higher, but Season 6 has given us a lot of good episodes, quite frankly. I love Mm -hmm. it. I would recommend it to anybody that says, I've never seen Season 6 and I don't want to because Betty Ann's not in it or Gary's not in it. I recommend giving it a watch. It's good stuff.
1: Yeah. A lot of good here and only a few truly terrible episodes. Yeah.
0: If you want to skip Misfortune Cookie and Virtual Pets, maybe Hunted, go right ahead. Everything else I think you should probably watch. Agreed. And with that, Brandon, we're done with season
1: Another 6. Another season comes to a close.
0: We're fucking done with it. We an
1: ultimate season. Our
0: we're going into season 7. It's the final season, Brandon. We're almost done. People wondered if we were going to get there, and we fucking got there. Who wondered? I don't know, everybody. Season 7, we're going to be doing a little bit differently though, Brandon. Oh. How so? Well, when we talked to DJ McHale, he kind of gave a little bit of a spoiler, and it's it's fine. He let us know that there is a three-parter called The Tale of the Silver Sight. I have personally seen this before, but it was such a long time ago, and I only watched it once. I have no memory of it, like almost whatsoever. This was originally the season seven premiere, and we're going to do it last because I think it's the perfect series finale. So, are you ready to find out what we're going to be watching next week?
1: Yeah, what the hell are we watching?
0: We are going to be watching season seven, our episode one, The Tale of the Lunar Locusts. What
1: the hell is that?
0: I don't know, Brandon. I think Lunar it's going to be
1: bugs. Locusts. But moon yeah. bugs.
0: Yeah, moon bugs. Okay. Now, I, we kind of alluded to this, but do you think there's going to be any major changes in the Midnight Society?
1: There better not be at this point.
0: I don't think there will be. I think that's going to be the same cast. Of the same cast, who do you think is going to tell the tale of the Lunar Locusts?
1: Uh, I think it's probably going to be a Tucker again.
0: You think so? I think so. I think it's going to be Vange. I think she would tell a bug story.
1: I could see that as well.
0: What do you think the tale of the Lunar Locust is going to be about?
1: Uh, Like werewolf bugs.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah
1: <laughs> bugs that get slightly bigger when there's a full moon
0: yeah maybe it'll be like bugs that come out at night or something or during a full moon i don't know i'm not gonna lie brandon i think it's gonna suck i mean i think it's gonna be garbage
1: well what does it have on imdb
0: the Tale of the lunar locusts it has an 8.7 out of 10 on imdb oh, no. okay it's with 446 reviews that's crazy I'm going to just do a quick sweep of, like, the characters in this episode, and I don't see anybody I recognize, so... All right. Aaron Ashmore
1: is Jake.
0: Oh my god, I think this is... I think this is uh, Iceman from, from X-Men.
1: The real one or his brother?
0: I think the real one. Let me look. No, maybe it's not.
1: <laughs> All right, we got the bogus one again.
0: Aaron was born one minute before his twin, Sean Ashmore.
1: That's the Ashmore you want. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: this is Iceman. We got his brother. <laughs> <laughs> I feel glad that, like, I was confused in the right way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got the one that was born one minute before Iceman.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got the old washed up one.
0: The, the one that was in Veronica Mars. <laughs> Okay, alright. So, yeah. That's what we're looking forward to. We got fake Iceman in uh, The <laughs> Tale of the Lunar Locusts.
1: Oh, I can't wait. I can't either, Brandon.
0: We got one more season, and that's it.
1: I guess we could do yep. the miniseries if you want, but... One more season, and then we're done with Are You Afraid of the Dark? Done yeah. with this podcast? And frankly, done with our friendship?
0: <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the Aaron Ashmore to my Sean Ashmore. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! All right, well, Brandon, I say we could call this season uh, season a wrap. What do you say? Yeah,
1: it's over. Season six we don't have to discuss idea. Misfortune Cookie ever again. We will, but we don't have to.
0: We definitely will when we compare it to whatever this fucking Lunar Locust bogus nonsense will be. But that's for another week. I think we're done here. I'm going back to sleep, Brandon. I've been up all night. I will see you. Well, I won't see you, but I'll talk to you next week, Brandon. We're getting into season seven, the final season. Bye, everybody.
1: Bye.